Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roses are red, violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code SPURS20 for 20% off and free shipping. You get the performance package 4.0, including the lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. Also includes the weed whacker, nose and ear hair trimmer to whack all the worst of your weeds. They even threw in two free gifts, their shed travel bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs to keep your boys stored comfortably. To complete the perfect package for your package are liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. And don't forget to smell good not only around your balls but all over. Made with their signature scent, the Manscaped Refined Cologne will complement your collection with smell perfection. Go to manscaped.com for exclusive offer, 20% off and free shipping with the code SPURS20. That's manscaped.com for your exclusive offer of 20% off and free shipping with the code SPURS20. Your balls and lady will thank you. Hello, good evening, good day, wherever you're around the world. It's the Spurs Show. Thank you so much for joining us again on this kind of post-transfer uh, window special. It's very funny. This time last week, we were in the West End. Myself, Theo Delaney, Martin Lipton and Martin Chivers. And we were talking then about the transfer window. And we, as stupid Spurs fans, we were talking about how how's Adama Troy all going to fit in? How's this Columbia going to fit in? Literally 24 hours <laughs> later, all gone, gazumped. Not happening, and here we go again. Well, look to to discuss the transfer window tonight, and lots to discuss. Uh, firstly, a man hasn't been on the show for at least a decade, and if I correctly write, James, you bought us a very nice birthday cake all those years ago. Marlebone Lane WW one. James Passy returns. How are you, James? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Mike. Thanks very much for having me on. You bought a cake, didn't you? I remember. Yeah, I did. I'm Jewish. We don't forget about cakes. <laughs> it's the Jewish cocaine. It's the yeah, Jewish cocaine. You don't forget a cake. <laughs> but the one thing that stands out in my mind from, from that night is that um, 
know, Phil Cornwall called the show a monophon. So if you know, if I was the stadium announcer for the Spurs show, I'd be like, "Welcome to the Spurs show, the world famous home of the monophon." <laughs> yeah, no, it's continued. It's uh, it's continued for a long time. And also returning tonight, lovely to have her back, Rosa Rolovich. How are you, Rosa? Very well, thank you. Just you know, trying to get over the multiple watchings of the Deli Alley farewell video. Well, I know. Well, we're gonna. Well, don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna discuss that in a second. And also, what a I know, and we're honoured to have. Uh, a gentleman who 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 played well over 200 games for Tottenham, FA Cup winner and the last Spurs captain to lift a major European trophy. I'm sure he probably thinks I want to have that till the end, but you know, who, you pro- probably probably will happen. Graham Roberts returns. How are you, Graham? Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. You for... got you got my appearances wrong. It was 337. Well, I said over 200. Yeah, so it was technically, not over 200. <laughs> it was well over 200. Technically, I was doing a sort of Daniel Levy right. negotiation. Yeah, it was, right. was technically, right. technically, I was right. I, I thought it was much more than that, but there we go. Um, right. Well, look, so much to discuss. The transfer window, and then there'll be a second show coming up on Friday. That will be an FA Cup special, looking at the game against Brighton, but. Uh, this week, it's all about the ins and outs, and probably more the outs. And I'm sure, like many, many Tottenham fans, I kind of, I got a sort of, I wouldn't say I shed a tear, but certainly got a lump in my throat. Deli Ali tonight tweeted to uh, his one million followers. It's the end of a chapter, but not the book. Thank you for the messages. I've had an incredible seven years at Tottenham. I'd have made some lifelong friends that now feel like family. I want to wish my brothers all the best for the rest of the season and more. To the fans, I want to say thank you. We've had some incredible moments together that will stay with me for the rest of my life. And I'll never forget the amazing support you've given me. Playing for you is a dream come true. You'll always be in my heart. I want to give a special mention to Mauricio and his staff for their trust and guidance in the early part of my career at Spurs, which gave me the confidence and platform to show what I can do. I love you all and wish you all the best for the future. Delhi. Uh, Rosa, let's start with you. Beautiful words. I think the other players will... I think we're glad to get rid of. Delhi was a bit of a surprise. And according to uh, some insiders, Tottenham were quite surprised that Everton came in with a straight bid. How do you feel about saying farewell to Delhi Ellie after seven years? Oh, I'm gutted. I was trying to think why we're quite so sad. And I think having him in the squad, you always had a bit of hope. You always had a bit of hope that it would happen again for him and that he could rediscover his form because none of us were really ever sure why it left in the first place. But he felt a bit like a comfort blanket from 2017, didn't he? He felt like a bit of a a link back to that team. And I was trying to think why I liked him quite so much. And it wasn't just because he was such a fun player to watch. But I think he was also just a really quite good guy. Like He was clearly very smart. He was very funny. He was cheeky, popular. And he was sort of the person you'd want want to be his friend. (laughs) And so losing him is a bit like losing a friend. Um, And it's just such, it feels like a shame whilst you also know it's the right thing, really. Yeah. I think, Graham, I mean, I'm not going to equate your career with his, and you've obviously done much more than him, but you were taken, uh, admittedly, uh, you know, from a small club and came to Tottenham. Uh, you know, I know that the money was different. Yeah. But Delhi was a bit of a punt from MK Dons, five million, which in today's terms is very little money. And if you look at our transfer successes over the years, uh, he's absolutely probably probably the best in, in recent years. Are you sad to see him go? Do you think he was mismanaged? Or do you think there's something about when you've got so many coaches who can't get the best out of him, there's something not right with the player? Where do you stand on it? Yeah, um, I'm absolutely with Rosa. Um, Deli Ali, I had 
for the last five years, six years, I had two players that I absolutely love watching. Musa Dembele and Deli Ali. But the first thing is you have to play in the best position for you. And Deli Ali, you know, like I, I was looking through his goals. You know, he, he was scoring 10 to 12, 15 goals a season and running behind Harry Kane. So Harry Kane was coming short. Some was coming short. He was running behind, you know, the goal against Arsenal when he flicked it over the goalie, the goal against Chelsea when he volleyed it from Eric Dyer's path. You know, you're looking at them and you're thinking, why is somebody in the last three managers we've had not played him in that position? And, you know, I, I was looking at it and I'm thinking, somebody, yes, I, I agree. He's, he's gone stout at the moment. But somebody needed to, to sit him down, put their arms around him, show him the videos on how good he is because he's still that player and then say, this is what you're doing now. Yes, you're playing out of position. I understand that. But that's what you did do. One game this season, he played Liverpool. Best player on the pitch by Absolutely. Absolutely. Next game, he's dropped to the bench, but he played behind Harry Kane that day. And he played that. He could run through. He should have had a penalty in that game. Um, he was brilliant. I think, I hope that Frank Lampard, Frank Lampard's very clever because he's seen Deli Alley beat his record and Gerard in the, the, the most goals, you know. So I think he's very clever. I think they thought we can do something with him. We can put our arms around him. We can play him in that number 10 position. And look what happened to Mo Salah. Look what happened to Kevin De Bruyne when Mourinho kicked him out. Look where they are oh, now. Don't. Oh, God. I wanted to do but, well, but not that well. <laughs> no, but, you know, for the boy, for the boy, this is his chance. The one thing I will say, he needs to have that haircut. <laughs> Go back to the old Deli Alley, have your haircut, get back to the Deli Alley that we know because all us Tottenham fans want him to do well. No, you're right. James, it's, it's quite a strange deal on paper. It's, uh, on paper, it looks like a free transfer. If he plays 20 games, James, it's uh, 10 mil. And due to bonuses and performances and how long he plays and what they win, it could rise to 40 million pounds. Um, it, I, have, I haven't thought of a Spurs player a long time that would have been so, probably since, since Gareth Bale. I don't think Tottenham fans have been so gutted in a way, to, although Bale, in fairness, was playing in his pomp when he left. Uh, where, where do you sit on, on it, James? Yeah, I mean, last night on our Tottenham group on the WhatsApp, we were sort of a bit confused. One person was saying 35 mil, someone else was saying 10 mil. I find it very surprising that Daniel Levy has a, allowed a deal like this to go through on deadline day. I mean, out of all the players that have gone out, you know, I would have wanted Delhi to be the loan and maybe one of the others went away permanently. I do find it a bit strange, but you know, like Graham says, there is a good player in there still, but he hasn't shown it for like two years now. My brother keeps saying to me, you know, he's, his head's gone, he's distracted with things outside of football. And he did play well in that Liverpool game. And it must be frustrating from a player's point of view being left out after that. But, you know, in training, he must not be, it must be a problem with his attitude or something if the likes of top managers like Mourinho and Conte aren't playing him. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough one because, you know, when England got to the World Cup, 
semi-final. He was a major player in that squad. Um, you know, he pulled all the strings in midfield. I go away and watch England abroad and I wanted him to get back to that pinnacle, but it just hasn't quite happened. And it is frustrating, but best of luck luck to him at Everton. I mean, I hope I hope he comes good. Look, we all, we all wish him well. And I think he'll do particularly well in what at the moment is a very average side. So I'm sure he will do well. Rosa, I mean, it's it's been a, a kind of... One can argue a bit of indictment on previous transfer policies, whereby our our most expensive signing in history has been moved back to his former club, Giovanni Lo Celso. Who, if you remember at the time, there was rumours about him or Bruno Fernandez coming. I heard Pochettino wanted Fernandez. We got Lo Celso, a player that I know a lot of fans out there like. I I never got Lo Celso. I never. I know everyone goes, oh, he was so good at Argentina, Argentina. I never <laughs> saw him put in a shift at Tottenham in any game. I know he had injury problems. Uh, Brian Gill's only just come in on loan with a Melodil. Bizarre that they haven't put him on loan at a British club. He's gone to Valencia. Out of all the he's the only one because he's the only might come back. Rosa, it's a weird indictment on, on recent business. Uh, and one could argue that just the, the price tag of a player doesn't mean you're going to get a great player at a club. Yeah, I was I was thinking about this the other day, and I was just wondering whether sometimes we we aren't rather guilty of only noticing our own failures. You don't notice when another club's massive signing sort of falls by the wayside. I mean, look at the moment. I can't remember how much United paid for Van der Beek, but he's he's off now already. And you obviously massively only notice your own, but we can't. I think as a club that's quite, we don't have the means and the resources of City, sort of Chelsea, Liverpool. We're going to have to take some of these gambles. Dombele didn't look like such a massive gamble at the time. It's just that's incredibly disappointing. That first game, opening game of the season, he scored against Villa with a goal down. We were like, oh, what a player. But it's just gone downhill from one game. I, I swear there'd be a moment during every single game he played, you'd be like, oh, God, what a player. But the full thing didn't come together. It was never, the body language was always so tricky. Um, that you could never really fully emotionally invest in him because you didn't feel confident that it was going to work. Lo Celso, I'm actually not too dissimilar for you. I don't know why, and I'm usually the last person to criticise our own players. He never quite clicked for me either. I couldn't quite work out his purpose. I couldn't quite work out his commitment. Um, and particularly this season, I don't. for some reason, I found him incredibly frustrating to watch. I can't tell whether I was slightly resentful all his best performances came sort of in South America, but, and he was sort of coming back and missing so much of the season. And that felt quite frustrating. And maybe it was just that frustration. Um, but clubs like ours, we don't have the huge amount of money to spend. We're going to have to make some gambles when we're going to go in for these players. Um, and sometimes they're not going to pay off. And we had two right next to each other, very expensive ones that haven't paid off. Graham, you've, you've in, in your playing career worked under some, Pretty great managers who are dogmatic, uh, single-minded. Clearly, to me, uh, and Conte, in fairness, Conte, I don't think is, is subtle. He just says it. He said from day one, "Give me two months to assess the squad. I'll speak to Levy and Paratici and all that." Clearly, he's assessed the squad and he's gone. I want him out now. In 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 the past, and he's got previous here, and this is one of the big problems Tottenham have had in recent years. In the past, certain players haven't been moved on because we haven't been able to move them on. We haven't been happy with the deal. Suddenly, in, in the space of a day, we have moved on four 
senior midfielders, uh, one could argue we've cleared the deck for the summer because the argument in Tottenham whenever and whenever seemed to go in for a big player, the word you get was we can go for the big player, but we need to move this one and this one all to free up the wages. We've now saved five hundred thousand pound a week in yeah. wages. Do you think Antonio Conte has got his way? A hundred percent. I think um, you know. Just going back on Lascelso uh, and Dombelli. After two games, three games, Endombele was not fit enough and he wasn't powerful enough to play in the midfield in the Premier League. Um, you know, you have to be a fit, fit boy. You have to cover the ground. And, yeah, he was brilliant on the ball, but he used to do tricks on the ball. And, well, we don't want tricksters. We want people that can play football and, and run around on the pitch. Um, so, for me, he, he was on a borrowed time from early, early on. Um, Le Celso, I think with him, he never, ever found a position that he wanted to play and he was always injured. So when you're coming back, you're always catching up all the time. So you're never fit enough. And that and what happens is you, you get found out. You know, I, I look at the, the Morecambe, well, two games, Mura and Morecambe. I did an interview on the pitch before the Morecambe game. And people, as I was walking around, they were going, oh, it'll be an easy game today. And I said, <laughs> that will not be an easy game. This team he's put out today is the team that lost to Mura. Yeah, yeah. And there could be an upset today if we don't buck our ideas up. And on that game, when you've got a £65 million player in the middle of the pitch, he should be dictating the game. And he never. And that was about... You know, we had to bring our stars on, and that's when it all went. Uh, you know, it just fell apart for for him anyway. And Dombelli, because the walk off, you can't do that. You 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 know, get off the pitch. Deli Alley straight off the pitch, walked around, applauded the the crowd. They appreciated that, but and Dombelli walking off as slow as he could. We're losing one nil. Get off the pitch. Do you think Antonio's got his way? Do you think he said, I want these players out? And Levy and Paratici have got them out. They're out. 100%. You know, and and the money they're saving now, 500 grand a week. Bringing a couple of big players. That's that's like 10, 15 million pounds to spend in another, you know, you could put it towards your your pot in the summer. Um, The only problem is, do they come back? Is there any on loan? That's your problem you got. You know, when they're on loan, the other clubs, they might do what they're doing to us at the other clubs. And the other clubs say, no, thank you. And they come back to you. Yeah, so that, that's true. a big big issue, that is. Yeah, no, it's, it's very true. James, uh, you know, a, a lot of people, uh, again, uh, you know, if you take social media as true Tottenham fans, you'll you'll go crazy because most, uh, apart from our listeners, most yeah, most course. people on, on social media for the Tottenham are are. Yeah. Um, a lot of people go to all the big players. These these are four players who, let's be honest, I'm talking about Delhi and Dombelli and Celso Gill, ne- never got a look in. It's not like we're going to miss them. Currently, they weren't playing. They were not playing in the league. Um, I've got a stat here. This is this is Lacelson and Dombele between them, 117 games between them. They scored seven goals for Tottenham in 117 
games. I mean, this is the kind of the the the, the, the product, you know. So yes, the squad is leaner. The squad is meaner. We're, we're still in the FA Cup. We'll discuss that later on this week. But that aside, the FA Cup aside, we've got eighteen games left. We've got now. Two players of every position, apart from Harry Kane's position, which we're going to talk about. Uh, yes, we could get injuries. You've now got... We'll talk about the, the new players in the, after the break. But, you know, do you think he's got a leaner squad now? Do you see this as a kind of success or, or woe is be a huge disaster? Yeah, I mean, having four go out and two come in, you, you do worry that, you know, we're not going to have the depth in the squad, especially on the bench. I mean, we looked weak against Chelsea. Like the golfing class was ridiculous. You know, the the cup semi final and the league game. Um, and I understand what you're saying about the players. Um, you know, they haven't really played much in the Premier League. But when they have been given those chances, like Graham said against Morecambe, I was there for that game. And I mean, Brian Gill. I mean, he played for Spain in the Olympics, and there's no doubt he's technically a very good player. But he just looked like, like you know, a little kid in the playground and. The older kids were like, you know, throwing the ball over him and pigging the middle or something. I mean, it was, you know, they need to, when they're given that chance, they really need to show what they can do. And Mirror as well, they they didn't they didn't produce the goods. I mean, the only sort of progression I've seen from Brian Gill is looking like Shaggy from Scooby Doo to Ringo Starr with that ridiculous tash. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough one. I would like to have seen them go to Premier League clubs for their loan experience because then they can get Premier League experience. You know, they're going back to Spain, you know, where they're comfortable. And La Celso, I mean, it's just an enigma to me. I mean, he must have something on Lionel Scaloni at Argentina because, you know, they won the Copa America. There must be a good player in there. But, Graham, what do you think? Maybe it's just the way they're being managed. I mean, you mentioned about the scouting network with, like, hitching and stuff. Do, do these players need an arm around their shoulder, these, these type of players? James, I think them going back to Spain and France, I think that's their level. Because yeah. then Don Belly can walk around the pitch, do all his tricks. Yeah. But you yeah, can't do that in the Premier League when you go to no, Burnley. His body language is terrible. Yeah, it's awful. And and you can't do that in the Premier League with any team. The bottom no. team can beat the top team. In France, yeah. they don't do that. You know, they can walk mm. around, slow football, pass the ball here, pass the ball there, get the ball back. And he can do all his over-the-tops of the balls and everything. Le Salso, the same in Spain. You know, the the pace of the game is not 100 miles an hour. And that's why the Premier League is so good. That's why people all around the world want to watch the Premier League, because anybody can beat anybody. And so, you know, I think they've got, I think they've gone back to where they can play. And that's, that's their limit. Yeah. Well, look, let's go to a quick break. And then when we come out of the break, we're going to talk about Dejan Kulaveski and Rodrigo Benton Kerr, the two new Lily Whites, Back in one minute. And we're back for the break. Uh, don't forget for premium content, including your daily news show, ex-player interviews and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com slash Spurs show and support the show in the process. Spurs show live season ticket events will continue this season. We had Martin Chivers last week and on February the 22nd, we have probably Graham's best mate, David Pleat, is with us. Oh, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Graham will be there front row <laughs> with his books to have signed by David. Uh, David's joining I us. Uh, there won't be many people falling asleep there. 
Go to season.spurshow.net. Uh, join us for that night with David Pleat. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leave us a nice review on iTunes. And we brought back some old merchandise. We've got some great old classics designs, Hoddle t-shirts, Aussie, Chivers, Bell, Grease, Mackay, a lovely new Homin Sun t-shirt and an Antonio Conte design. Uh, links in the pod description here. Next week, Theo Delaney's here with Mark Trainers and Andy Linden. Right, Rosa, two players in. Uh, Dejan Kulaveski and Rodrigo Benton Kerr, both from Juventus. Uh, Kulaveski was an 18-month loan, a down payment of 8.3 million, and option, it's not even an option, I think we have to kind of pretty much get him uh, for 21 million. Uh, not played much for Juventus. A uh, bit of a bit part player for Juventus. He joined Juventus the year before Atalanta. It was £37 million. And before Atalanta, he was on loan at Parma. Only two years ago, uh, we banged in 18 goals. And then Rodrigo Benton Kerr, uh, £16 million, uh, will rise by another £5 million. 26 appearances this season. And rather than attacking players, it's sort of a deep-lying... He'll certainly be vying for Skip and Holbier. More of a, I think more of a playmaker at the back. That's what he seems to be. What, what are your thoughts on them, Rosa? Well, having only sort of, to be completely honest, heard of them properly in the last sort of couple yeah. of days. Like most um, people, really. A lot of their core qualities seem very similar to each other, actually. They're both young. They're both seem to be incredibly versatile midfielders that can cover multiple positions. They both seem to be very highly thought of by managers in terms of their commitment and their work ethic. They're tall and they're physical, which we've, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we seem to have been fielding quite a short midfield as of late uh, when yeah. we line up. I don't, you never know <laughs> as much as when we played Morecambe, when we just looked minuscule. Um, and they seem to have good mentality and they run and they seem to run a lot and play a lot of positions. So it seems like we've shipped out like four players, but we've brought in two that I doubt will make immediate impact on the first team but we'll be able to cover a lot of sort of positions if when called upon from the bench. I'd imagine that's the that's the plan for the start. Yeah, I mean, Graham, I mean, one argument is creatively, uh, and I'm not I'm not talking about the Celso and the Bellingham because they weren't getting in the team, but creatively, especially when we're playing lesser teams, men behind the ball trying to break them down, there's been a frustration. We've had no one really in there since Ericsson, who we wish the best, obviously back now at Brentford. Uh but if you look at Conte's teams, he doesn't almost go for that sort of Ericsson. I mean, I know he brought him into Inter Milan, but he, he does like these players that just cover a lot of ground and will work hard uh, and get the ball to the front men. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you when you play three centre-halves, your two wing-backs are your, your most vital players, really, to get the crosses into the box I, I put out today earlier on my on my Twitter, I said, you know, what about playing Mora there at right wing back? At least he can cross the ball, you know, and, and actually find somebody. You know, I, I've, I've watched games lately and we can't miss the first man or it goes well over the up, right over the top of everybody, you know. And so maybe that's an option for him. But these two new lads... Um, you know, you got to Cristiano Ronaldo put a put a piece out yesterday, and he said that the Kulu, whatever his name is, Kulaveski, Kulaveski. He said he only played with him a few times, 
but he wished he could have played with him a lot more because he knew how to pass the ball and he knew how to feed people. He said he's a super talent. So, you know, for Cristiano to say that, then you've got to look at it. You know, I'm not sure what, you know, where Rosa said about them sitting on the bench. They're not going to sit on the bench. No, I think just they'll come in. I think they'll not come a, in. Not a chance. They will be in the team They because they've won trophies at yeah, Juventus. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what the manager wants in his team. team. He wants winners. He wants people that know how to win a trophy. And that they will go into the team. I'm not sure they're being on Saturday. Maybe they're coming sub. But the next league game, they will be in the team. I'm I'm ninety percent sure of that. James, what what any any thoughts about these two particular players? Anything any anything else you know about them that maybe we haven't covered? Yeah, I mean, going back to my old journalism days, I mean I'm really excited about Kulabeski, Mike, to be honest. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned like social media and you can't really please fans one way or the other. We don't not, find not Tottenham people... fans, particularly <laughs> no, Tottenham fans. Tottenham. You can't we don't win. find anyone people moan. You know, we saw him play and it's like, uh, it's average. But, you know, I'd much rather have Kulabeski than, say, Traore, for example. Um, he's 21. He's a Swedish international. You know, he just looks like a great talent. I agree with Rosa that saying that, you know, we need a bit more sort of height and physicality in midfield. I think he'll bring that. Um, so he was he was Young Player of the Year um, in Serie A 2019-2020. Um, and in the Cop- Coppa Italia final last season, he scored one and set one up for Chiesa. So, yeah, I think we're getting a real talent there. Um, I think, you know, I've seen interviews with him. I'm not sure about the, the credibility of the media source, but... Apparently, the reason he wore uh, 44 at Palmer is because he looked up to uh, Yanazai, who played for United. Right. The striker. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and he likes to play behind the striker. So right. maybe that's one reason you know we haven't gone in for a striker. I mean, I'm not. Mm. I, I personally think we should have done, but he can play behind. But it also, I think he could also free up Son's role as well. Yeah, yeah. If they want yeah. to put Son up, literally up top with Harry and all that. Yeah, exactly. Rather than being wide, that, it, it does open that up as well. Yeah, because apparently. You know, it's it's said that Conte maybe prefers playing with you know two up front, so you know, maybe he could play just behind in you know like a, a triangle and attacking three like that. But well, the fact the fact again, it looks like we didn't look for any backup striker to Kane. No, kind of I says know. to me that there was we weren't linked with anyone apart from Vlahovic, who obviously ended up at Juventus, and we've helped pay half that money effectively for Vlahovic to go to. Uh, Juventus. And what about Benton Kerr, James? Do you know anything about um, Rodrigo Benton Kerr? Yeah, I mean, Benton Kerr, um, I mean, again, I mean, he looks like a solid, robust midfielder. I mean, I think, it, and I, I like Harry Winks and, and Oliver Skip. I think Oliver Skip has progressed tremendously well, but I think he just provide a bit more grit in midfield. Um, he's won three Serie A titles, you know, like Graham said, that, that experience, three years in a row, Coppa Italia to even when he was at Boca, um, he got two titles there, the Coppa Argentina as well. So he's also had 46 caps for Uruguay. Um, That's not you know, bad um, song so young. Exactly, Amazing. only 25. I mean, hopefully he's on the, not another Bent or Bentley, but, you know, we can, um, I think there's high hopes for him as well. I think it's exciting. And the first Uruguayan Tottenham player since who, James? I've just thrown this in. Uh, Gustavo Poirier. Correct. Since yeah. Gus Poirier. <laughs> there we are. Yeah, I interviewed him for Hotspur magazine as well. A lovely bloke, Gus. Yeah, what about uh, uh, 
Rosa, I mean, we mentioned not getting a centre-forward in. Uh, we've kept Bergwijn, who was linked with Ajax. We've kept Tanganga, that was linked to go. Rodon has stayed. Um, I know Jack Clark has moved on again on a loan. Niall John has moved on. The right wing-back, which I think most Spurs fans said, if there's one position we really need to strengthen now, is that position. We were linked with Jed Spence, who was on loan at Forest, a Middlesbrough player. We could only got him... We could have only bought him and loaned him back because he's already moved a certain amount of times. Uh, apparently, we were in for Yannick Carrasco. Uh, that didn't happen. That kind of was a last-minute thing. Do you think we missed the trick by not getting a right wing back in? It's hard to say because if we go all out in the summer and spend big on a properly decent right wing back, like, like Lamptey, like Lamptey, exactly, yeah. and you cannot, yeah. and you can, sort of, you wish you could guarantee that that's what you were going to do. Yeah. Rosa, 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 just a minute. This is Tottenham Hotspur football. <laughs> <laughs> Go out big. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's the, the hope, hope that kills it's you. It's the hope that kills us. Exactly. Exactly. Always is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I think I think you're right. I mean, I, I I I know a lot of I know a lot of fans out there are really underwhelmed, and they just look at it as oh, you know, four players got another, and including Clark and Null, that's uh, six players out from the squad, only two coming in. Oh, this is awful. But uh, as Graham said, I think they are literally, once they're match fit, get up to speed in training, they'll be straight in, uh, certainly pushing Skip and Holbio for that position, certainly pushing that kind of Mora Bergwine position as well. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, Mora, yeah. I think Mora's done well this season, but he'll have one good game and the next game he's running down blind alleys and you're getting yeah. really frustrated. He's, he's not in the game. So Conte I think, loves him. Conte loves him. No, well, that's great. You know, I, I'm pleased. And then again, there was a, a lot of social media stuff. Oh, Conte's not happy as off. He's come out and said, we need to get something in. We got something in. The, the, the kind of... The, the kind of feeling is he wanted three players in. We only got two in, Greg. But you look at the teams around us. Apart from Man City, you've got an Argentinian striker in. Arsenal, no business. West Ham, no business. Man United, no business. And let's face it, those are the teams that we'll be up against for the yeah. fourth place. 100%. I think, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're very lucky to get two players in. Yeah. You know, up to yesterday, we had nobody. Um, yeah. You know, so January is always difficult. Um, but if you look, Arsenal have got rid of six players in this transfer. Mm. They haven't replaced them. Yeah. So they're hope, short hope, now. Hopefully they'll get some injuries as well. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> we, yeah. we hope. Yeah. Um, West Ham, you know, like uh, you have to laugh at West Ham because they made a bid for Calvin Phillips of 50 million quid, but they want 200 million pound for Declan Rice. Oh, <laughs> so Declan Rice is four times a player Calvin Phillips is. I don't I, think so. I actually think West Ham will... Re- re- this, I think, was their best chance in, well, probably in their history yeah. to get into that top four position. And I really thought they'd go for a strike. I think everything's on Mikel Antonio. I thought you need someone to take the pressure off him and they haven't done it. And I hope they, they live to re- regret that. United, though, Graham, already have the big squad. They've got a much better uh, in-depth squad than us. I think you look at the fixtures, and I know we've still got to play them. I, 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 my gut feeling, it's going to be between us and United for that fourth place. I think you could be right. I think um, you know we, we don't want to talk about it, but the Greenwood situations caused a lot of unhappiness in their in their in their team. Rightly so. So that's yeah. not going to help um, for them. 
Um, I look at us and I think I've said since two years ago, we need two more centre-offs. We got Romero. We didn't get the other one. And we got to stop. we got to start getting clean sheets. When you get clean sheets, you win games. You look at Conte last year into Milan. Won the league. He, he had so many clean sheets because they knew they could. They had people that could score one goal, two goals, and win the game. And they won the league. You've got to stop conceding goals. And and we play. How many free kicks and corners oh, do we concede? So many goals. Yeah, that's, so that's many. what I'm saying. So we yeah. need. I'm sure Conte's got it in his mind. In the summer, he's going to go out and he's going to get two more centre halves, a right wing back. I don't think we need a lot more after that. I think that's all we need. I think because Harry Kane will stay, Sonny up front, okay, maybe a striker, another one to take. You know, do you go for a younger one or do you go for somebody that's a little bit experienced? We, don't, You know, that's down to them. But four players in the summer, two centre-halves, a right wing back, a striker, we're made. We're made. And Conti will build a, us a team that will win, well, we'll, we will win something. Rosa, Rosa, would you take now seventh in an FA Cup win? Oh, that's so tricky because, do you know what? I'm I'm not sure I'd be able to go to the final this year. It's all about you, isn't it? It's all about you. I want Champions League football next season. You're giving up the conference. If if I can go, if I can go, then I want the FA Cup win. If I can't, (laughs) James, what would you do? Do you think most fans would sort of, sort of wave even the Europa goodbye if we could win a trophy this season? Hundred percent, Mike. I mean, it's I've seen two League Cups since being a Spurs fan. It's just been too long. Um, Honestly, I mean, Champions League football would be nice, and we do need it in that stadium, but. Just a cup win, it's, it's just desperately needed. I mean, just touching back on you know, the whole striker situation, I know listening to previous shows, you'd agree. I mean, before we've had like Janssen or Carlos Vinicius, it's, it's just find it bizarre how you know we haven't even really done anything relying on a young, even a young, player. I know, I know. And Burnley have gone out and got, got Walt Weghurst from Wolfsburg. who we, I mean, who we were linked <laughs> with last year, we were linked with Weghurst yeah, last I year. Mean, 12, 12, 12 million pounds, aside. 12 million. Yeah. I mean, I mean stick him on the bench. One of the signings of the window for me. I mean, yeah, six I agree. six. I agree. Um, did you see like the Jurassic Park media no. video Bernie did for him? It was quite no. funny. That was, but, that was so good. That was, yeah. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? I mean, I think, you know, a, a target man like that as well would be great because I don't think, you know, we provide enough in that respect, attacking. I mean, yeah. like Graham said, the, the crossing isn't good enough. We need, you know, better crossing, like more to cross the ball. Royale, I think, has been his final delivery isn't great, is it? Um, but yeah, I mean, I would take I'd, FA Cup would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, look, let, let's leave it here. And as I said, we'll all be here at the end of the week, previewing in more detail the Brighton game. For now, Rosa, James, and Graham, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, join us at the end of this week. Until then. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.